the Lord with me today in the house of God. <laughs> Amen. Y'all ready to worship the Lord? Someone give me the favor and close that back door. Let's go over the house rules really quickly, quickly, quickly. Come on up. Band, come on up. Come on up. House rules. Number one, once you're here, you're here. Lift your name and say, I got you. I got you. You can't run. Number two, no fighting, cursing, threatening, gang affiliation, or the like none of that we repping jesus christ in the house number three no talking while someone is on the mic right number four shut off all cell phones unless it's jesus calling you can't pick it up all right unless it's jesus calling or mom because you're gonna get in trouble number five no pda no kissing 
No long hugs. No cool handshakes with girls. None of it. Number six, respect the leaders and each other. Amen. 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 We want you guys to respect each other, love on each other. And number seven, we want you to live like who? Live like who? Hallelujah. Father, we just enter into worship. God, we're excited uh, for what you're going to do today. God, I ask that you just bless this time. In Jesus' name I pray. So I want to do something a little differently today. You know how we always start with that first song, and I want us to be excited for it. I want us just to prepare our hearts right now. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, and we're going to do it. Amen? I'm just going to play it just slowly, like so. And I want us right now in our hearts and in our spirits to make up our mind that we're going to worship God, that we're going to go crazy. This song is actually called Dance. And there's a part in the song where we're just singing that. We're just singing, dance. Let your spirit move And we're just going to go crazy for God But you got to decide right now Before we even start dancing That you're going to worship God Come on, it's not for show It's not for your neighbor But it's for the King of Kings We've come to give you glory we come to give you eyes praise Come on, just tell him right now I'll come to worship you, Lord I want to give you eyes praise I'm here to worship to worship you, Lord. So I'm here to worship you. I'm here for you. So I'm here for you. Come and have your way, Jesus. Come and have your way. In this time right now, I want you to have your way. I want to worship. I want to sing songs. I want to dance. I want to express my love to you. It's to you. I'm not going to let the world out doing its worship. I'm going to worship today. Oh, don't let us stir up your heart today to worship the King. Don't clap those hands in the house of God. We want to worship you, Lord. We want to give you the highest praise. Y'all ready to give the Lord the highest praise? Come on. Come on, help me sing this. I'm after your heart. And I'm after your heart. Should I be still when you worship songs, Lord? And I'm so in love with you. What can they do? Can't hold me back See you spin. You spin over me, and you are pleased when I spin myself on you. And I'm gonna let go. We be worship, letting my dance come forth. Dance, come on, dance, dance. Let the spirit move you. Dance, we go. Dance, the Holy Spirit. Back to the top, I'm at, here we go. 
word give us dreams give us visions in the name of jesus we receive it i receive it today there's no place i would rather be there's no place i would I would rather be no place I 
God, I just want more than what I had last year. I want more than what I had yesterday. I ask that you fill me up. Holy Spirit, come fill me up today. Oh, come on, if you want him to fill you up, just ask him. He's ready. He's ready to pour out his spirit. He's ready to pour out his spirit on you today. in your heart that you want to go after God because it's these times right now that determines whether or not you're going to really worship the Lord when the music's down and no one says hi would you go after the Holy Spirit would you ask him to refresh you doesn't matter if you've sinned this entire week he's ready to forgive you if you're ready to forgive if you're ready to repent come on he's ready to carry your sins he's ready to take it off if you're ready to repent, if you're ready to say, Jesus, I give it all to you, he's ready to fill you up, to refresh you in his spirit. for their love to satisfy us and we'll boast in it the love for man we'll boast as if it's the greatest experience nothing will ever satisfy nothing will ever satisfy than the love of Jesus the love of Jesus expressed on the cross that you and your worst that you and your sin that he would die because your love, you satisfy me. Come on, right now, if, it's, if Jesus is the second place, if Jesus is second best, just repent right now for making something else an idol. 
for putting something before God and say, Jesus, you satisfy. Jesus, you satisfy my heart. God, I won't put that thing before you. and never satisfied. I won't put my hope in someone else. They never satisfy. It's only in you, Lord. You satisfy. You satisfy. Jesus, come and feel this heart tonight. You satisfy. You satisfy. Jesus, come and
come and fill my empty life today. I've replaced you with so many things, but you, there's no one like you, Lord. There's no one like you, Jesus. Never is, never will be. Never is, never will be. Never is, never will be. some things come in the way before Jesus. We put things before God, not a spirit of condemnation, but we deliberately turn our backs on God, and we know what we do, and yet we sometimes don't repent from our sins, and we allow other things to fill our loves, and we allow other things to satisfy us. And this song is talking about that Jesus it's a declaration that Jesus and only God, that He will only satisfy our lives, that He will only have our heart, and He alone will be in control, that He alone will rule in our life. Come on, right now, if, you, if you've erected idols, if you have things before God, just take these next couple moments and say, never again, God. Come on. Just talk right now, God, I made a mistake. I messed up, God, I put my family before you. God, I messed up, but God, I ask that you forgive me in Jesus' name. Only you can satisfy, don't tell Only you can satisfy, Jesus. God, that is stronger than 
we just pray that we should just come strong in our lives in these times of worship, that we wouldn't be held back, but Father, we would go after you. We would ask for more. We would ask for more of your spirit in Jesus' name. God, I just pray right now for this new year, for these students in this place, that God, you will pour out your spirit over their lives, that God, they will be refreshed in these coming weeks, and that you will do something great. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And everybody said, amen, 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 amen. Amen, welcome to Elevate. Right now is just the time for us to break out. We like to have our life groups, the saints in the back, my warriors for Christ, and my JC soldiers. Just some awesome things happening in the week. If you guys can break out, if you're a visitor here, go ahead and join your friend. Awesome things for you. Amen.
One minute left. She said 15 seconds left. Ten more seconds. Somebody should have told you. Amen, amen, amen. Break it back in, break it back in, break it back in. I'm sorry, I'm just running in your way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. Amen, 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 amen. Welcome to Elevate. Hey man, you can do me a favor, lower that down just a little bit. Hey Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a new year, y'all. It is a new year. It is a new year. We got to start off this new year, especially the Elevate chant. The Elevate? We got to start off right. I mean, to just do it justice. Amen. You guys are looking at me like, what? Is he saying that for real? For real, okay? So when I say Elevate at the top of your lungs, so stand up because you know that's the best way you can get it out. So stand up, look to your neighbor, get up! <laughs> Start yelling at them, we got practice, get up! Alright, alright, here we go, here we go, here we go. On three, I want you guys to give me the loudest, most excited, most like, oh my gosh, they're turning crazy type of yell, okay? Amen? Are we ready for it? Okay, here we go. Okay, on three, when I say three, make sure that I say three, okay? When I say go, or you just hear me say, okay, how about that? One! Two! Eight. I was just checking you guys. One, two, three. Welcome to Elevate. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You guys can go ahead and sit down for me. We are excited for you guys to be here. We love you guys. We love you very dearly. You are important. You are loved dearly by the Father. You are loved by God. If you didn't know that, I'm just going to affirm that to you. God loves you. Okay? So in your lifetime, somebody told you God loves you for real, for real, for real. Amen. Elevate, we're a youth group for teenagers. Because how many of you guys, it's important for us to have church. Because sometimes we can come on a Sunday morning and we may forget, we may sleep in. But it's important for us to get into the word of God. Amen. And so here at Elevate, we're a church that believes in a vision. Our vision is to love God and love people. As simple as can be. We love God and we love people. That's our heart. Whenever we do something... That is in mind. We keep the vision. We want to love God and love people. Amen? And our strategy, the way we do this. Because we're a church that can strategize, y'all. Amen? Our strategy is connect, mentor, and send. Look to your neighbor and say connect. Oh, that is send. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, how are we going to do this? Say connect. 
Go like this, go like this. Say, connect! And then we mentor you. So go like this, go like a prank. Mentor. And then we're going to go. Let me give you a good one. What's a good one for Sam? Perfect. We're going to send you out. Fly away. Okay? So let me do it one more time without the mic in my hand. gotta say it like that we are going to connect everybody connect we are going to mentor and then we are going to send that is what we believe in here and a great way to connect is in our life group next slide for me please a life group guys some awesome things happening we have some new life group leaders give it up for chris and monique taking over for warriors for christ some awesome things happening guys invite your friends uh cynthia's as well the saints if you're a saint amen and my JC soldiers, we're all meeting on Sundays. Guys, pick one, uh, grow, and really get into what we're doing. We have some awesome things coming up in the month of January and February. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. And then the way we mentor you here, if you guys have been here to this church, all of 2011, we've been saying the exact same, exact same thing. But how many of you guys know that once you, you become a disciple, you never stop growing? Okay, and so the Bible teaches us to become a disciple. And Jesus said you have to learn, you have to get plugged in, you have to be taught the things of God. Because when you come to church, you don't automatically know everything about God. Amen? How many of you guys know on your first time you came into church, you knew everything there was about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? You knew everything about God. Raise your hand. I know one's raising their hand. You see, so we have to be disciples. We have to be mentored. Amen? The music's just off getting louder. It's like, ah, I'm scared. Amen. So we want you guys to do a discipleship. We have it on Wednesdays. Talk to one of your leaders. Amen. What's that about? Amen. If you have more questions, talk to us. Amen. And then we send you out some awesome, awesome news. Uh, this past Friday, actually today, is uh, the meetings for Elevate Wicker Park. Ellie and Leilani, for some of you, most of you know, um, they were some of our staff here. Uh, we love them. They are, were doing an awesome job. They were part of Warriors for Christ. Now they are being sent out. So you guys get to see it happening. Because I remember, listen, I was talking with Pastor Joe. We had a leader meeting um, this past Saturday. And we were talking as a church like, man, Joe, like, do you remember when we used to say that all the time? And it used to be like five of us in the church. Like the first day you started like elevating, you kept on saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And we're just like, for real? Like, I remember this. Joe was so excited. Literally, about six or seven of us. That was the entire youth group. No one ever stepped in there, ever. And he's over here. We're going to send out. We're going to have 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches to plan. Five of them. And I'm over here with my friend with six of us. And I'm like, 100,000 disciples in Chicago? Man, crazy. And I was telling them, like, are you serious? We're just laughing. But you guys are a part of the Metro Praise history where you guys get to see the sent out happening. And that awesome? Like, I remember I, I can start when it was just six. Now we're sending out leaders. And Leilani was one of the first uh, elevators back in the original elevator. Amen. So what's happening, that is our goal. 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches and to plant 500 churches around the world. We have churches in other nations, and that's something we need to consider. And when we take up offering, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about them. But something that I want you guys to put in your calendar, make sure you go to your teacher and say, I can't come to school this day. We're going to have some uh, permission slips. Am I right? Some permission slips you want to have and fill out because you can get to have Friday school off. Hallelujah. I'm sold. Amen. 
Come on now. Winter retreat. Every year we like to go out during the wintertime. We go out to a place in Lake Geneva, this giant church. They open up their gym. There's a game room. There's like all these places to hang out, free food, all this cool stuff. It's a winter retreat. It's the, the dates are the 20th, the 21st of January with Glenn Badonski. When this man, when this brother comes, I mean, he brings an awesome time. And it's just the time for us to come together to fellowship, just grow in our spirituality, and just grow deeper with God and one another. Amen? So it will be the 20, 20th and 21st, $50, okay? If you guys don't have the 50 bucks and it's F-R-E-E free, it's not like, well, it's free automatically. No, we would like you guys to help and support the church. If you can't, for whatever reason, pay it off. Bring as much as you can. But if you can't, for just can't just come. We want you. To, we don't want you to miss out. Amen. Amen. And S U M. Really quickly, we're gonna get a slide for you guys. But February 4th, um, some cool things happening there. We're having a spiritual emphasis day. So what we're gonna do is, as a as a S U M cohort, as a S U M school, we're gonna get together and we're gonna invite all those people who are serious, who think they want. Man, I'm considering Bible college. I, man, I, I have a call of God in my life, and S U M is something that I. I really want to do uh, spiritual emphasis days will be the days for you to come on out to learn more about the school to learn more about what we do and what the call of God is upon a believer's life amen amen so if you have more questions talk to myself or Cynthia now we're the only two SUM students here gotta keep that in mind so we want you guys to learn more ask us questions got some cool news uh, letters in the back for you as we do that and if you guys can stand to your feet for me please as we take up our offerings you can just do me a favor and just turn off the music um, completely. What we're going to do is this. Every beginning of the month, we, we take up offerings and we always think about missions. You can put that slide back on missions, please. Um, we have churches around the world. We have churches in India. We have churches in Nepal. We have churches in um, Nigeria. And, and they're there, guys. I mean, you haven't seen these people. But somewhere halfway across the world, there's a church that calls themselves Metro Praise. They're a Metro Praise Pastor. They're a Metro Praise 101. You know, they're a Metro Praise, you know, disciple. You know, we're all disciples of Jesus. But that's awesome. I was actually blessed this past year to go out and see these people, see the pastors in India, see the pastors in the past. Total culture shock. But it was awesome to see these people worship God. They don't have drums. They don't have, like, fancy guitars. They don't have a piano. But they get down in the Holy Ghost. And God is there. He meets with them. And every uh, month, we like to collect an, an offering for them at the beginning of the month to support them. Because how many of you guys know that when we send out like stuff to them, resources, like the books, it costs something. We want to bless them so that they can keep on discipling, so they can keep on spreading the word of God. Amen. So that's something to keep in mind as you give today. And we want you uh, to understand that a tithe is uh, 10% of your total income. The Bible teaches that. Amen. So it's a command from God to tie the 10% of total income. And offering is whatever you offer to God after your... Okay, let's see if we have a new number. Let's see if we have it. Okay, new number. All right. First one to raise your hand. Tito. Go ahead and shout it out, bro. <laughs> Come take the mic. Go ahead, shout it out. Everybody says... $54.60. Amen. Let's say this on the count of three. Acts 20, here, we've been saying it this time entirely wrong. It's Acts 20, 35. We said Acts 10, it's actually Acts 20. Someone came in, listen, someone came in and said, uh, hey, bro, that's actually off. And I'm like, wrong. So they were right. So guys, let's take this time serious. Acts 20, 
35. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said. What did he say? Father, I pray for every person here, God. Lord, let us not take them for granted, Father, for what you can do. Uh, Father, in this year, I just pray that you would bless them, that they would consider your church, your people, their brothers, their sisters, whom they haven't seen. And God, I just pray that they would be used in a mighty way to support what you're doing in these countries in India and Nepal, Father. And I just pray a blessing over these nations. God, bring revival. Send it their way, Father. Disciples in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you pour it out on us, Father, so we can give it to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, come on up as you give, DJ. Play that track. Many, 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 many men. Let's go ahead and get into the Word of God. Let's go ahead and dive right in. I don't know about you, but I want to start by saying God is doing some awesome things. Uh, if someone can do me the favor, I'm from the back. Uh, bring up uh, my Bible's in the back, and um, my phone is on the floor. I like to uh, use that Bible sometimes when I think. I'm a little slow. Amen. So I just want to let you guys know, uh, 2012 is now here. If you didn't know that, you do know it now. Okay, so we do teach you something here. Like, really? I didn't know that, Adam. 2012, we're in the year 2012. And I can remember back when it was 2007, I was graduating high school. If you're in high school, by show of hands, go ahead and raise your hands nice and high. If you're in high school, if you are out of high school, raise your hands nice and high. Hallelujah. I'm glad. If you are in middle school, if you are in eighth grade or younger, go ahead and raise your hand. Hallelujah. We got a good mix of people here. Eighth grade represent what's what? And what? I'm telling you, eighth graders, they, they seem like. We do, we do, I do. Amen. So, guys, as a, as a church, as a, as a youth group, we want to be able to enter in this new year the right way. So many people enter off, like, I'm going to do some different things. You should watch on Facebook. How many guys know when, when the new year came around, there were some cheesy Facebook updates? New year. That's on the youth group. New year, new attitude, say me. It makes sense. Like, what in the world? Something's changing, so you're not the same. What's going on? And so people want to, in their minds, they want to hype themselves up. And Facebook is a good way of doing that. People like to hype themselves up. Like, this is what I can do. Look, I got swag. Look what I can do. And this, this, and this. Like, you better recognize, like, so-and-so in the house or whatever. But, you know, you know, all that nonsense. I don't want to really get into it. Some of it's foul language. I can't even say up here. But people want to hype themselves up. And people want to put their hopes and, and their plan, it's all centered in self. And a lot of times, if you were to go back in their Facebooks and look at the beginning of the year, they had the same thing. They wrote the exact same thing. And you realize the new year came around, they're writing the exact same thing. Like, what is going on? Like, what's, 
is something not changing? Because like if something, uh, you write a goal, for example, you you hype something up, you want to get something done, then at the end of the year, nothing's happened, you fail. Amen. Like if I have a goal, I set off to do something, and I don't get done what I set off to do, something is wrong on the way there. So what we find today in culture was popular people to hype themselves up. And what happens is nowadays we're living in a time and in a place where people will put a lot of faith in man. Listen to me. And now when it comes to the church and to the Bible, we're getting confused. We don't have biblical faith. We're having our man-made hopes. We're having our man-made faith. And we're getting confused because we're, we're applying the same standards of what, what we can create on our own, what we believe in, what we like to believe in, and then we're taking it to God. And God doesn't work like that. Because God works and operates through his word and how he says in the word. And so how we need to approach that is get into his word, amen? How am I going to know how God works? How can I expect change from God? How can I expect that things will grow, that I'll become, you know, like, I will live holy and stay holy? I love what a pastor said. I was watching on um, YouTube. He said that you are holy because the Holy One lives inside of you. And for some of us, it's a mind thing. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like, you know, I, I can't believe that. I, it's like, what's going on? Like, the Word of God says this over your life. Why do you say that? And it's because we've, uh, we've adopted, we've made this man-made faith. And so today I want to talk to you. We're going to have a new series. It's called Elevate to a Whole New Level. Cash here, put Elevate in there. Cash right there. Elevate to a Whole New Level. But we're going to take baby steps. Last year, this time, we talked about the beginning, and I went to the book of Genesis, and I went all the way to, as far as I can to tell you about Jesus Christ and how the world starts and what we believe in, why we believe in it. Today is something more or less to how our mind thinks to the Word of God, how we react to the Word of God. And today's sermon is called Overcoming Unbelief. And if you have notes, I'm going to give you some nuggets. Look to your name and say, nugget. You got to say it like that. Say, nugget. <laughs> Not chicken nuggets. I know some of y'all getting hungry. I said that. I'm hungry. No, 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 no. Some nuggets in the faith. We like to say that because when something is good, oh, that's a nugget. You know, back when the 49ers, when those people used to go looking for gold, they wouldn't find big blocks of gold. They would go by the streams and they would take that little thing and sift out the sand. And what they'll find is a little nugget. That little nugget has some rock, has some gold in it. And when they found those things, man, they were rich. Because when you melt that thing down, all this gold will come out. It will look like it's just a little rock, it's just a little piece of gold. It has so much gold. It's worth a lot. Its value is great. And so I'm going to give you guys a lot of nuggets, a lot of things, but a lot of value for your walk. Listen to me. When you come into the house of God, come ready. Come ready to rock and roll. Don't come back. Don't sit down like this. Or talking to your neighbor. So when I look at you, come ready. I'm telling you, have your Bible ready like you're eager. Come with notes. Because you guys will miss. You know how so many times I just want to share a blessing. Um... Sometimes when people spoke things into my life, man, it was good. Like sometimes I come to church, I just need a word from God. And over here, Pastor Joe or other leaders speaking to my life, man, that was good. That's what I needed to hear. That's exact. Thank you for encouraging me. Then I'll go out and then I'll go face a problem. And that very same thing that the person spoke to me, 
would do me so much good, would do me so much value, would be a blessing in my life, but I forget. And then what happens is when I come face to face with a problem or a situation, I become discouraged. And it's just like, man, God doesn't love me. When God used people in my life to speak, but I wasn't obedient or diligent enough to write it down and remember. So when I get back to that thing, I like, hold on a second. I write myself on my phone. Like, wait a minute. The Bible says this. God gave me this word. I come back and I keep on plowing. And that is the goal of a Christian's life, that by year by year, you can look back and say, man, I've spiritually matured. And that's not bad to say that. Like, I've matured in God. You know, it's not like, well, I'm being prideful, I'm not too smart, oh, I'm still learning. Yeah, you're still learning, but you can say to yourself, honestly, I've grown deeper in God. How about this? I'm no longer cussing when I talk to people, or I'm not like, no longer looking at perverse things, or I'm no longer doing this or saying that or thinking this or doing that because I've matured in God, because I'm growing in his word, okay? So we want you guys to understand to write it down. There's so much value in there. Bring your Bibles and come with a pen and paper. Write these stuff down. We're going to try to get you uh, some little uh, sheets so you guys can write these things down. But open up your Bibles with me to Matthew 13, verses 53 to 58. Matthew 13. Today we're talking about overcoming unbelief. We want to overcome that. Matthew 13. If you're there, say I'm there. If you're not there, say hold up. Okay, well, you got it, you got it. It's on the screen for you guys. If you guys don't have your Bibles, bring your Bibles next week. Uh, Matthew 13, verses 53 to 58. I'll just read this entire chunk. It says, A prophet without honor is talking about Jesus. When Jesus had finished these parables, parables are stories, examples he's telling the people, he's trying to teach them a lesson. He's telling them these things probably didn't happen. But to prove a point, he's telling them, look, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. He's teaching them how to live. He's teaching them what to look for, what to see. You know, how to, you know, what can I be looking for when you come back? He's teaching them. He's like, when Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue. The synagogue is like a temple or a church. And they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this, isn't his mother, mother's name Mary? And are his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, in his own house, is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. This is a story right now of Jesus, God coming down and he went from this that one town he was doing some awesome things and he comes back to his own town how many guys know when jesus came to walk on the earth he didn't just zap and appear how many guys he was born in a manger christmas we usually take that time to celebrate jesus's birth he was born in a manger he had an earthly father joseph he had an earthly mother mary he was conceived of the spirit not by man but by god so his nature is divine, but he's 100% human. You guys catch that? He's 100% God, but 100% human. So if you came up to Jesus and you pinched him, he would feel that. If you came up to Jesus and you were in the room and you didn't take a shower, he would smell that. 
It's not like he can't smell that. He has no smell. He can't no have no feeling. Like you punch Jesus on the arm, he's just there like a robot. No, he was a hundred percent man. So check this out. He's coming back to his hometown where he grew up. The Bible says that 30 years of Jesus' life, we don't have any accounts. We don't know what, what Jesus was doing other than one moment in time when Jesus was about 12 years old, a young boy, and we saw what he was doing. He was going to the temple courts, and he was, like, debating with, like, the pastors and the priests. And he got, and these guys were like, what in the world? Like, and he wasn't, like, in a sense debating, but he had questions. As a young man, he was eager to learn. That's the only time we have of Jesus' life from, the, from birth to, to 30. We don't know, but I know what happens or we can understand what's happened through Scripture. He was preparing himself for his ministry. And so we have it right here. Jesus is off and doing his ministry. He's healing people. You know, he's cast out demons. And when you cast out demons, I mean, you got to see this thing. Like, I was in India. I've been a part of, you know, um, you know, when we were casting demons out, I've seen it. It's not something like they put in the movies. Like, they make it all scary. They make it, like, all super scary. And I'm, what in the world? Like that's not even how it happens. Like, it's a struggle. In Jesus' name, that thing goes. It's, it's, a, it's afraid. It really is. People are like, ah, I'm going up there carrying this man. Get up here. Come on, let's do this. You know, and Joe's like, ah, Jesus' name. This thing comes out. There's, there's power in Jesus' name. So if we sing a song that there is power, we sing it because it is. And so we understand right here, Jesus, a moment in Jesus' ministry where the Bible says right here, 58, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Faith is the most important, one of the most important things you can have in your walk with God and overcoming unbelief. And you're just like, that's obvious. But how about this? I don't care if you're a Jehovah leader or anything for me, I can speak for myself. There are moments and times you just don't believe. And don't act like that's not me. You know at a moment in time when we're asking you, man, what, what's going on in your life? And you're just saying because you're going through the motions or I don't even know if Jesus can hear me or so I want to talk to you today about some sources of unbelief because it's, it's important for us to identify where is this coming from? Where, wh- who's, what's coming from the pit of hell? That's the first thing, okay? Discouragement, the devil, he will love to discourage you, get you off track with God. But if we get the word of God today, I believe we are overcomers, amen? So let's get it right into it. Unbelief from within. One of the biggest places that unbelief can come from is come from yourself. Did you know that? Unbelief comes from yourself. What happens is it's a thought. We talked about it last month. It's a thought. And this like, man, I don't know. I don't know. And we allow it to linger. We allow it to play its course. You guys know, like, when you think something, like something as, you know, like, for example, if you have a negative thought, oh, man, like, I'll just be honest. Like someone getting sick in your family, you know? Like you're walking into the house, you know, your mom coughs. <coughs> Automatically you're thinking, maybe if they have, maybe if they have like cancer or something. No one ever thinks that, but like, why are they so sick? And if they're continually getting sick, getting sick, your mind will start to do. It's just like, why are they not getting better? They look so pale now. They've been in bed these past couple of days. Like, what's going on? And your mind will start playing out scenarios and unbelief and fear. And all these things would come. One of the sources of unbelief, it comes from within. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.6, let's get there quickly. Let's work our word. Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6, it says this. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 
And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So many times when we have to address it and we have to call a spade to spade. Never heard that term where you have to be honest and for real. And I believe there are some people in here that unbelief has come up from within and we're just playing with Jesus. You know there's unbelief in your heart when you can go through the motions and worship. Come on. Like you don't believe that by you worshiping God, there's another level in worship. We stop believing. Somewhere down the line, we've stopped believing. I don't know about you, but when I see a new believer, when I see someone who gets saved for the very first time, you can't tell them to shut up and slow down and not worship. They're going after God. I was sharing with my, the, the, the leaders earlier today. I said, you know, when, when I first got, you know, saved, really saved, man, I remember worship. And worship, was, it's not like I'm listening to Jesus culture. It was Pastor Joe on the guitar leading like how I'm doing and just one other singer. That was it. Or maybe two other singers. That was worship, but we got down in worship. And I remember just when, when uh, in, in these times of Sunday morning worship and Rachel leading on the keys and the band playing, that's what happened. You know how like the stage, and I'll do it out. You know how the stage is right here? That's the stage for us, right? Like you're so lost in worship as a new believer, you don't care what anybody thinks, you're praising God. So what happens is this, you're like worshiping God, and you're crying out to Jesus, and you do this side thing. Everybody do the side thing. You start worshiping God like you're over here. Like you don't know what to do. You don't want to jump, but you just want to move side to side. You just want to keep on moving because you're crazy for God. What happens is you start moving around like this. And you don't know it because your eyes are closed and you're praying. And then when the pastor closes in prayer, amen. Everybody's on the floor looking forward. And you're over here like, like how, did I, how did I get here? How did I, how did I look? <laughs> Why am I worshiping over here? Like everybody's looking forward. But you just don't care. You don't give a rip. Because you're lost in God and because you want more of him, because you know that if you can just focus on God, if you can just for these that 15 minutes, you can shut your neighbor off and you can focus on the spirit and what God's heart is for you on this time of worship, not on last week. Oh, I can't believe they're playing this song. No, I'm getting in right now. There's something greater. Reason why we don't do it. Reason why we've stopped running or this is, you know, I remember some of you got saved. I wish I had a video where you guys say running around, you'd be grabbing people. You didn't care. You want them to have what you had. Now it's just like some of you. Like you know, like, see, this is, this is, this is where it's at. Jesus likes this. Somewhere along the line, unbelief has crept up in our life, and it's affecting how we worship. Come on now. We now care what other people think. We now care what people think and how I worship God. Like I got to look good for you worshiping God. So I got to look at I got to get on my knees and just say, Jesus, you know, like that. I don't care for, you know, some, some of us just get to the floor crying, hair all messed up, boogers coming out of our eyes and ears and noses. <laughs> we just didn't care. Now we do. It's unbelief. It's a trust and hope in God. Do I believe in God and his word? Check this. I want you guys to ask this to yourself. Do I believe in God and in his word? Do I believe this thing right here, God and what he's saying to me, do I, do I stand on it like as if it's my rock and my foundation and everything that I do? Do I play with emotions with God? Do I believe in the promises of God? 
Do you know that in the Bible there are promises that God speaks out to you? One thing that I want to make it my prerogative, and this is why I want you guys to write down because all these nuggets about to pop out. Do I believe in the promises of God? Do you guys even know the promises of God? There are many promises in the Bible where God says, I promise. And when you make a promise with God, when God gives you a promise, he's not going to back out. He's not a man that he should lie. So the Bible says. So I want you to write down these passages and these promises that God gives for us. Here's one of the first promise. Eternal life. John 11:25. Eternal life. He promises us that when we die in this earth, there is a better place with Jesus in heaven. Come on. That's a promise that I can hold on to, that my faith can be assured in Jesus. Another promise, I'm just going to read down the list, is a hope in a future. Not just going to heaven, but in this life, you have hope and a future. It's not like I can only see this and I can only see this and it's going to get worse. No, I have a hope in a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah is a popular verse. A lot of people write this down because it's a popular promise that God gives to all his children. Not just pastors, not just leaders, but if you believe in Jesus Christ and he's the Lord and Savior of your life, it's a promise he makes to you. How about this? Rest. You can have rest. There's peace. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 29. That's a promise where God is saying, look, I'm giving you rest. You feel sometimes, I don't can understand this, 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 and this, and this. Just receive rest. He promises it to you. How about this? Power and strength. Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31. Power and strength. Like, man, I just want more of his power. I just need strength right now to go through this thing, to do this, to stay safe, to live it out. I need power. In moments of our weakness, when we go back to school this coming Monday, and everybody else is acting a fool, living for the world, would we stand out and be different? At that moment in time, you can ask God, God, give me power, give me strength right now to be bold for you. That's a promise he makes to you. Search your heart and ask God to show you the areas in which you lack trusting him. Search it. No one's going to do it for you but you. And you can ask God, God, search my heart. I'll leave it open to you. You know, sometimes when we have friends over and if our room's not clean, you don't want to invite them into our room, right? Stay in the sala. Don't go in my room. Why? Or don't worry about it. Just don't go in my room. It's not there. You got to get something from your room. It's like, man, they want to go behind you. What you got there? Stay in the sala. Like, you don't want to go. We can't do that with God. Like, we invite Jesus over. Like, Jesus, stay in the sala right here. I got you. Chips, cookies, Cheetos, got you. Just stay here. Come back. Okay, I'm going to go to my room. What's in your room? Nothing. It's dirty. It's a mess. And it represents our life. There's some areas in our life where just a mess. Thrown out. Like I'm talking about. You walk in. You see, what in the world? It smells in here. It's nasty. That looks like mold. But in our life, come on now. There's areas in which things we have repetitive sin. We've sinned against God. Gossip. Oh, come on. Well, it gets quiet in the church when I say gossip. I ain't gossiping. I don't like his preaching. I ain't gossiping. Come on now. Lust, perversion, anger, jealousy. What do you have that you haven't repented of? It's become this nasty mold in our lives. There are are three cousins of unbelief. I'm going to give you primo number one. Here it is. The first cousin of unbelief is this fear. Write this. You guys can put this down. Primo number one. Is that the same thing as cousin? 
Okay, primo number one. It's afraid of others and what they might think. Fear. Are you afraid of others and what they think about you? Are you afraid of them? Primo number two. Worry. You're so worried. What you worrying about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. Like you're worried about what you prayed for. How about this? When you pray for something, you walk out that prayer room believing in what you're praying for, not being antsy, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Have rest in God. Believe firm. I prayed about that. Amen. I got that. How about this? Primo number three. Doubt. (laughs) I just say primo. It makes me laugh. Forgive me, Lord. (laughs) The Holy Spirit's leaving on that. Primo, I'm not in that. Here we are. Doubt. Stop believing things are going to change. You just stop believing. Like I give up. Fear, worry, and doubt. You got to identify them in your life. You got to give them before the Lord. How about this? Another source of unbelief is unbelief from others. And the point is, when we talk about unbelief, it's to have faith. <laughs> Amen. It's to, to believe. Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, just believe. You got to do it with a southern accent. Just believe. Y'all got to wake up in Jesus' name. Call, sit up. Look to your neighbor and say, sit up. And say, just believe. Hallelujah. Another source of unbelief is others. And I just want, I just want to let you guys know, you guys are in high school. You guys are in eighth grade. These are the times and years where people, your, your friends, uh, peers, they give in to peer pressure. I mean, it, it hits you all the time. Like if I want to say it's going to be a lot, it's, it's right there because you see them every day. You cannot go to school. Adam, I don't want to go to school. Why? I don't want to see you. Look, there's a reality. You're going to face them. You're going to walk into these people. A lot of the times, these very same people will discourage you. It can even be family. You know? I've been discouraged sometimes by family. You know, people who, who love you, who you can trust the most, discourage you. They don't believe in some of the things that you're speaking. Matthew 13:58 says this. Jesus said, and he was not able to do many miracles there because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith. Don't let other people's lack of faith stop you from doing what you're doing. Don't let them stop you from living out for God. Don't let them stop you from your goals, your ambitions, some of the things that you've set up this year. I'm going to do this. I'm praying for my family salvation. I'm going to do this. You know, I want to get good grades this year. I want to be able to, you know, you know, have a job. When I'm, I want to be able to do it. Like, don't let them discourage you and some of the things that you have and you plan out to do. Amen? Because not everything that you're going to have faith for, the people that come against you, is just going to be in the church. But it's centered around God. Like, I want to have a godly family. Amen? I want to have a, a job that when I'm doing it, I respect and fear God. Amen? And so we have to understand that when we apply these things, we apply the word of God. You know? When other people come at you and they discourage you, what do you do? What do you do? How about this? Some three tips I'll give to you guys. Number one, keep your distance from them. It's just honest. Keep your distance. I'm not saying unfriend them on Facebook. I'm done. Unfriend them. You know, how about this? Keep your distance. If they're discouraging you a lot by what they say, hey, you don't always have to be around them. Okay. Number two, pray for their salvation. Hallelujah. Because sometimes if they're discouraging you, half the time of the things of God, they're not even saved. Or maybe they're backslidden. So pray that they get saved. 
Amen. So that they can believe some of the crazy things that you're believing for. Sure is for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I get an amen here? Or we're just thinking like, okay, this is going to go through the motions again. I'm not going to believe it. We're going to face it come Monday. Pray for their salvation. Love them. And number three, if they come up to you and say, man, why do you believe in what you believe? Say, who cares? Sometimes you just have to say it. Like, who cares what you think? Like, you can't even do that. What do you, do? you can't stay saved. Come on now. Like, you serious? This must be a joke. Who cares? What does God say about me? You get into the word of God and let God speak into your life. Dealing with unbelief. Dealing with this unbelief. And we have to be honest. No one here is a super Christian. You're not. I'm not. You know, there are times when I sometimes get discouraged. I'm telling you, it can be even the littlest thing. You ever notice how the littlest thing can discourage you? It's just this little thing, and it turns out to be this giant thing. The devil would love to take advantage of just those little seeds of doubt, of those little seeds of unbelief. So many times, you know, it's the Christians that are ones that are not believing, the ones lacking faith. And it's the sinners that want to believe. Man, if that was really true. But man, you know what? This person over here, they're a hypocrite. They don't say, they don't do what they say. A lot of times there's a lot of unbelief in our hearts because we don't follow through with what we say. We don't live it out. Well, I thought you got saved. I don't know now. You ever heard that? It's sad. That a Christian, when they give their life to God, when they when they accept Jesus, sin comes into their life. Backsliding. And sin is this condemnation, but this God is leading to a place to repent. I've talked to people. They've been coming to church for a, a long period of time. You figure they're, dis- they're saved. They're in you know, discipleship. Hey, how's it going? I don't even know if I'm saved. Not to discourage you if you're there, but I'm saying that if you stand on the promises of God, if you say, man, I'm going to believe God for this, I'm going to stay saved and live free from sin, here's how we deal with unbelief. Number one. Confess and repent from your sin. And I hope you never get tired of that. I hope you never get tired of me telling you that. Confess and repent from your sin. Because that is the only way that you will be saved. If you believe and you put your trust and faith in Jesus and you turn away from your sin. Not hide it. Not make excuses for it. Like it's okay. You don't understand. This is my thing. And God understands. He does not understand. Because there's Jesus. On the cross of Calvary, there's Jesus. And there's power when you come to him. There's power when you come. Confess and repent from your sin. You have to confess it. Stop hiding it. You know what? Pastor said this. He said, no more people hide from sin. God receives them. And so you try to hide from leaders. What happens is you stop coming to church. You know you backslidden. You stop coming to church. Listen. Confess and repent from your sin. God is waiting for you to come back with open arms. He's ready to embrace you. But you have to repent from you. You have to turn away. Number two, turn to Jesus. If there's anything you will never get tired of, let me tell you this. It's turning to Jesus. Well, I tried that. It didn't work. Turn to Jesus. Reason why it didn't work the first time you went, because it was an idea of Jesus. There's no power in these little ideas of what we think Jesus to be. Jesus is who he says in the word. You need to take his word and say, man, who is this Jesus that gives me power? I'm telling you. I was just, you know, this this month, 
SUM students are taking a personal fast. You know, we have uh, a spiritual emphasis where we're going to come and do exciting things for Jesus, but also to prepare us because we're going out to Mardi Gras in February. Mardi Gras is a time where we go out and we share our faith. And I'm talking about like it's a party on the streets. Some of the nastiest, most vile things. Sin, wickedness, evil, perversion, all of it. Drugs, alcohol, drunkenness. It's all there. All in public daylight. People don't even care. And you're just praying for people like to get saved. You're praying for people's salvation, people to get healed. So we're preparing ourselves as leaders spiritually. We're not going to walk up in a martyr and say, I got this. Because the moment you do that, you walk into your discouraged. You're like, I'm telling you, if you're not prepared spiritually in prayer and in just reading in the word of God, you will go out there and you'll be a backslider. You'll be staying on those streets. You won't come back. Because sin, it's out there. And we're going out there into the enemy's territory. And we're saying, hey, we're taking back what the devil stole. We're claiming these people for Jesus. Prayer and getting into the Word of God. And I'm telling you personally, you know, this this month of preparing for Mardi Gras. Um, I mean, man, I wish you were there in prayer. But God, he, he always has something to say. And I'm wondering, is this just for me? Like when I pray, like I'm, I'm hearing the Lord speak. Is this just for me? Is that, do I have some? I don't have any special privileges more than you guys do. The same access, the same Holy Spirit, the same God that meets me in these times of prayer and that fills me up with the Spirit is the same God that can come to you. I've just realized that I have too many problems that I need to come to God. I'm not allowing these things to now stop me and say, no, my problems are my, no, no, no. This is what I'm facing, but I'm coming to Him. Because there's power in Jesus. Turning to Jesus, how about this? Speak faith. You build faith. The Bible says that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. How do you get faith? Right here. The value. The value of opening up your word. What is this word saying to me today? What are you speaking to me, Lord? Father, I pray that you would open up this word and speak to me. God, make it so real. God, I just want you to talk. I just want to get to know you more. And you start reading the word of God. And you start reading what his word says. God, change my heart. God, the same way you changed that centurion, the same way you were able to move in his life, God, I ask that you move in my life. The same way you changed Peter, God, who denied you three times, you sent him out to be a world changer, God. Use me like that. Never get tired of it. I'll tell you, people that you can see that are mature in God are people who have developed, listen, who people who have developed a relationship with God in his word. People who are mature in Christ, man, they get into the word. Because God pours it out. God, you can tell someone who's been with the Lord. You can tell. Just, man, everything that's coming out their mouth, man, everything. It's like, man, they spend time with Jesus. And guys, that secret place when it's just you and God is so precious. Oh, man. I mean, he pours it out. I mean, uh, unlimited access. I'm talking about you and God. Listen, God, man, this is what's happening in my life. And you cry out to God because he cares. It's not like I'm just going through the motions. Cry out because he cares. If, if someone was in the room listening to you, everything that you'll say. God, man, I'm going through this. Or even just bless him. God, I praise you because you made me. God, you're so wonderful that you would die for me when I even had sin in my life. Even before I was born, you died for me. 
Jesus, you're so awesome. What does your word say to me today? Speak to me, God. And you develop a relationship with God and his word. That's why people fall. That's why people leave. They don't develop that relationship with God. They don't go deep. They go skin deep. And then the problems come and then they leave. Grow in your faith. Speak faith. Build it up. And if you're Pentecostal filled with fire, speaking in tongues is the way to go. Hallelujah. Can you stand to your feet for me, please? If you are filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I just finished uh, our lesson with our disciples on speaking in tongues and that, you know, the benefits of that. It builds up faith. The last thing I want to mention quickly before we go into prayer, if you can just go ahead and put some light music in the back for me, I'm going to end in prayer. It's accountability. You know, tell someone what you're struggling with. Man, I, you know, I come up. You, there's no condemnation if you come up to these altars or you talk to a leader and you say, man, I really struggle. I, I'm an unbelieving Christian. That's an oxymoron if you ask me. But if that's what, I mean, I, I stop believing, man. I just, I'm just doing this because I, I got to do it because that's the only thing I know how. Or, man, you want to believe in Jesus for the first time. Like, I, that's what I want. I'm not going to discount that either. But the power that there is in speaking in tongues, and for some of us who have that, and for some of us in just our prayer language, and just praying to God, just in an attitude of prayer, which asks you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Just what the Bible says in, in, in building up your most precious faith. Ways you do that as you get into the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Another way we do that is by speaking it out, by speaking in tongues. It's our prayer language unto God. We're not to be judged by anybody else. The Bible says that it's our language with God. It's our prayer language unto the Lord. Not to be a translator for anybody else. If there is a word in tongues for the church, and someone should translate it. But as far as our prayer language and what we say to God, that's for us. And I just ask that you guys right now take these next couple moments before we leave here today to search your heart. What area in your life are you unbelieving, Christian? What area in your life are you doubting God? What area in your life do you need to repent and confess your sin before the Lord? Listen, doubt, fear, it's a fear against God. It's a, it's a sin against God. We need to repent from it. Don't think that it's just, oh, I'm just dealing with this. No, repent from it because the devil will keep you hooked. Right now, in an attitude of prayer and worship, just search and say, God, search my heart right now. Say, God, show me the areas in my life right now where I need to get right. I'm believing there's some things the Lord is bringing up by His Spirit. He's showing you right now. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. And if that's you, I want you to come up to these altars and you deal that with God. And you just say, God, fill me up. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, Father. Just pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that, God, you will do a work in our hearts. God, start with me. And, Father, I pray for these youth in this place, God. Unbelief, God. Let us not act as if we are super Christians, Father, if we're super spiritual. But, Father, just pray that these areas that we come out and we'll be clean and we'll be honest and say, God, deal with this. I repent for my sin. Father, we need you. 
Come on, if that's you right now, come on up. Just come on up. Just come. Just come. As we play this music, just come. Just pour it out before God. Pour it out. Pour it out. As you're up here, as you're praying, I just want to speak some of the promises that we read about earlier today. If you're in need of power and strength, the Word of God, God gives you this promise. He said He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Come on, if that's for you today, if you're saying, I need power and strength, you make that your promise. You make that your declaration. That even God, even though I will stumble, even though I fall, I will come back up because your promise, your promise of strength is in my life. Right now. Come on, pour it out, pour it out. Pour it out, pour it out. Pour it out, pour it out. I want to encourage you with another promise right now, Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a famous promise amongst believers. If you haven't heard, I want to speak it into your life right now. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I'm going to read that again. A hope in the future. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to, give, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and, I, and come and pray. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Come on, let's seek him right now with all our heart. Come on, just take these next couple of moments and just worship Him. As you deal with your unbelief, just worship. Sometimes breaking through unbelief, all we can do is worship past our unbelief.
receive it today. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of there's a lot of glory. There is a lot of presence. When you can determine to get past what you're feeling on the physical, listen to me. As you worship, just go deeper. Just tell them, pour out your heart. Don't be afraid. It's just you and Jesus. It's just you and Jesus right now. This is a promise the Lord makes. Jesus himself, he said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, I am humble. And I will find you will find rest in your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, we receive it in this place. Rest. Come on, and I'll just ask God what you need. As He takes away the unbelief, as He builds up faith in your life, just take out, say, God, I just pray a lot that you increase my faith. That God you would increase my worship, God, that my passion would, would show God that I will worship past my unbelief. Come on. you that he hears you he really does hear you sometime unbelief can come even in these time of prayer is what I'm praying even going through and for some of us you know it's just a heart issue for some of us I didn't deal with it in this mission we just become cold and then we start caring more about what other people think repent from that don't let that stop you when God has for you in your life. Go after God. Be bold. Believe in great things. Believe people can be healed when you pray for them. Come on, believe that people will get saved when you're praying for them. Believe that He has a hope. That He has that there's a hope for you and a future for you in your life. God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. And I just pray for these youth, Father, and for myself and for everybody here. But God, you know our, our hearts and you know the things that we struggle and we deal with, God. And we're not ashamed to confess 
We're not ashamed, God, because we know there's healing. There's something better when we confess. You give us something better. Isn't it always like you got to give us something greater when we give you our mess? So, Father, we'll freely give it to you. We don't want to hold on to that. We'll give it to you. My unbelief, I give it to you. God, I pray that you build up my faith from your word. Let your word stay in my heart, God. How could a young man live pure? How can a young man keep his ways? By living according to your word. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that will be our hearts, that you will build up faith, that any time, Father, we stumble into unbelief or doubt, Father, we would repent from our sins. That we will repent from our sins. I just want to encourage my leaders right now. I just feel led that as you're here in the ministry, there's going to be a lot of things you know you're going to be doing. A lot of things we'll request from you. And sometimes you'll feel like, I can't do this. Like, I don't even feel the joy. And let me tell you what, I just encourage you right now by, by his word. There is a hope and future and a glory in your work and what you will do that you sometimes you'll just get rewarded in heaven but here you can also experience that and god is saying not to lose hope not to give up not to feel discouraged but there is something greater for you and i just speak that word into my my leaders and all i receive it for myself god what you're going to do in this youth group in this coming year in our life groups god i pray that you strengthen life group leaders in jesus name that, God, you would build us up, Father, for your kingdom. And every person here be a disciple. I pray this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, come on. If you guys want to stay here in prayer, we're not going to force you out. Um, but we will open up the back for fellowship, um, hang out, you know, get to know one another. Just one request before you guys leave, right before you leave, just to hang out with each other. Love on each other. Uh, we got a visitor here today. Really get to know her. Love on her. Give her hugs and high fives. She says she loves that. She told me herself. Amen. She loves it. She wants a high five. She said, I want a high five and a hug from everybody in the youth group. Amen. So group hug her. Love on her. And just let her know that she's welcomed. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed and love on each other and fellowship in Jesus' name.